Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Romance at a Glance. Today's book is Lover Revealed, part of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. I'm Bridget, here with my co-host, as always, is Shani. How you doing today, Shani? Hola, Bridget. Hola, como estas? Bien, bien. Today, I just want to give a quick shout out to a few of our friends who've had some fun comments on Insta. Oh, yes. Insta's popping. Yes. SCI underscore Camilla on board with the throuple. We are so happy to hear that. And also that you were inspired to reread and fall in love with Mary again because we love ourselves some Mary. And shout out to Shelf Addiction, who I met at She Podcast, who's really dope. She got the refills when she reread Rage and Mary's story. She also has a book podcast with more than just romance, so check her out at Shelf Addiction. And if you love all things Black Dagger, mm-hmm. check out Black underscore Dagger Brotherhood and the B Dagger B. Two great accounts. They have fun book covers, signed books, book quotes, and all those Black Dagger Brothers in style. If you too want to be shouted out, hit us up on Instagram and we may choose your comment. But only if your team thruple. Thruple for life! Thruple for life! Hashtag. Mm-hmm. You ready to get poppin', Johnny? I'm ready to get poppin', Bridget. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's good and nasty. Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a glance. What you say now? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance. Today, I am your host, Bridget. And as always, I have with me my co-host, Shani. How are you doing, Shani? I'm doing great. Now that we're talking about the Black Dagger Brotherhood, book four, I'm so ready to get into this book. I'm ready. Welcome to season two, episode three. Shani, tell them what we're covering all season long. All season long, we are covering J.R. Ward's The Black Dagger Brotherhood. We are here for the brothers. Yes, we certainly are. And we've got some fun goodies on Patreon this week. So if you head over, you can catch some behind the scenes of us, mostly of me just messing up and saying stupid things. And some of Shawnee dropping some wisdom and us talking about relationships and our own personal lives. Absolutely. And if you want to talk to us about the Black Dagger Brotherhood, you can head over to our Patreon where Discord is one of our perks. We're going to have the conversation going all the time you can directly talk to us and each other and after we are finished with the black dagger brotherhood we'll be talking about all the other romance novels that we get into yeah subscribe to our show and remember if black dagger brotherhood isn't for you you're crazy and also up next we have contemporary reads in the summer historicals coming at you in the fall and then a fun holiday mashup to finish out the year we got a lot of romance coming your way oh yeah we're gonna get nasty. Today I have a special surprise for Shawnee. I'm gonna hit you with some J.R. Ward facts. What? At the top of every episode for the rest of the season. So today's fun facts are her real name is Jessica Rowley Pell Bird Blakemore. And she is a highfalutin tootin lady. She wears the pearls. She lives in a big mansion in the South. She's an impressive lady. Is she a socialite? She's, I, it seems to be that she's a socialite. I've seen pictures of her at derbies and hats. Fancy <laughs> hat. She's a fancy hat lady. But she also runs and publishes like five books a year. So I'm not sure where she squeezes in socialite time, but she squeezes it in. How do you publish five of these books a year? I just they made are that up. I don't oh. think it's five. I think oh. it's like two. Okay. But still two is crazy. Yeah. Because this is a lot. These are big books. They're very big books. And very detailed. Yes. This was like 450 pages or something. My second fun fact is that she also writes contemporary romance under the pen name Jessica Bird, which is her maiden name. 
And Wait, I did she not does? Know. I know. I did not know Wait this. Wait a minute. I know. That's a sneaky little... I know. So-and-so. I have to Google that now. I know. I saw. I just Googled one cash, and it had four and a half stars. So apparently they're pretty good. But I wonder if anyone who is a fan of the Jessica Bird books knows that it's J.R. Ward. You know what I'm saying? Um, what, what did she write under first? Was she J.R. Ward? Or did, I think did she... she do I do not know that. I'll find out for next time. Or maybe I'll drop that on Patreon. Patrons, I'll, I'll let you know. That's... That is so interesting. You got me. You got me with that one. You got me so good. Well, today's book is Lover Revealed, and we are going to be talking about Butch and Marissa, the ultimate socialite. One of the council members, one of the first founding families. Also, she's like 400 years old or something. Yeah. (laughs) And she has like the purest of the pure blood. Like literally she's, if if she was a human, she would be the bluest of the blue bloods. Yes. And Butch. And apparently she's like the most beautiful, like, you know, like the woman everyone aspires to like look like. Yes. Yes. But also like untouched and feels so unworthy. Yeah. And is kind of an outcast and has no friends because of. Because she used to be married to, or the Shellen to wrath and he didn't want her right how can you be the most beautiful it's like being beyonce yeah and then like jay-z don't want to touch you yeah. he's just like nah yeah she's like i want to get on that surfboard and he's like no thank you no thank you <laughs> this is my wave this is my wave i'll catch it with someone else thank you which is kind of low-key what he did yeah <laughs> but- totally i mean as always we're in the paranormal romance i mean they're vampires it's been stated before, but I think it's worth a recap that all of these books only make sense because these people are bonded to each other. Yeah. Because even though Butch is a human at the beginning of this book, we end up finding out that he has an ancestor and or his dad is, is his dad is full vampire or a partial vampire? All I know is that he's from the line the of, line of wrath. wrath. And he eventually and becomes, his mom cheated like yeah low key <laughs> yeah low key cheated in during a snowstorm and yeah. I was like, I mean if you're stuck in a hospital with a vampire, what are you to do? What are you to do? And I he probably know. bit her neck and she was yeah. like, oh. yeah she probably o faced oh yeah hard hard <laughs> yeah. so hard and then Butch had a terrible childhood mm-hmm. because of it and he had just kind of a shitty lonely life. I actually really like the scene where he tells Marissa and opens up and lets her know that he not only wants to become a vampire because of the bond he feels with V and the brotherhood and his purpose to help people, but also because like, he feels like he's going to fit. Like he find he never fit in a human world. Yeah. And now have he'll have a family. He'll have a place. Yeah. Which I thought was quite a nice little sentiment. That when he opened up that like got her around to his side. Yeah. To, like letting her be okay with him like transitioning. Totally. Or whatnot. Yeah. But let's go, let's, let's scale back. So the beginning of the book is Butch dying, basically. He's on death's door, knocks on it a few times, walks through, comes back out, walks through, comes back out. (laughs) And Vicious does the only thing he can think of and sends in Marissa, knowing that Butch is bonded to her, even though he's a human, and that she might be the one that will keep him on this earth. Yeah. But I feel like the book even starts before that, because... Butch gets the Omega puts his little baby pinky finger into (laughs) Butch's. Fair. I skipped right over that. I was like, that's not part of romance. (laughs) Tell us what happened, Johnny. Okay. So this book starts with 
Butch getting taken by the lessers. And then the Omega being like over him thinking like, oh, I can utilize Butch. And so the Omega like takes, cuts off his little pinky finger and cuts Butch open and puts his pinky finger into Butch. And then like closes him back up and sends him back out into the world where he's like left for dead, you know, or whatnot. And then he gets, so when they find him, and a vicious finds him because mm-hmm. he, you know, made him drink his blood in the Last previous book, book uh-huh. but he forced him yeah. <laughs> to drink it. Yeah. Because he had that vision. He's like, right out that, oh boy. You know? <laughs> they and have then, so much homoerotic stuff so going on. Much homo- and I'm like, get it together. First of all, I, I'm like, I'm like, oh, Here for it. I love this. I love the tension. Um, and the tension in this book as well. But, um, so that's how Vicious finds him, and then he ends up, you know, being in the hospital, and Havers um, is taking care of him, but you have to have, like, a hazmat suit to go in, and mm-hmm. Vicious you, and Marissa, that's where yeah. they come in. So Vicious had cut out the finger, yeah, and he was using his hand to heal him, but his blood was black like a lesser, and it turns out, we find out in a couple of chapters, his jizz is black, which yes. is... I just have to state right now the grossest thing of all time. Yes. And if I was fucking someone and their jizz came out black, I'd be like, nah. 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 I'd be like, I don't know what STD they haven't figured out exists yet, <laughs> but you have it. <laughs> you have it. And I'm glad I did this in a hand job first before. <laughs> yeah, if that had gone in here. <laughs> I, okay, so Marissa, just Marissa in the last books, I feel oh like. I was not super excited about her. I really like Butch. I always thought he was like, I really like his repartee with V. I always thought he was an interesting character and how she was going to fit him into the thing. I Marissa just seemed kind of bland in previous books. Mm-hmm. It's been super fun in this book to like get behind the curtain and see like what's going on in her mind. And I just really like that she's so innocent. But in this book... Obviously, she gets more sexually experienced, but more so she's innocent in, like, she's never taken care of anything for herself. Yeah. And in this book, she, like, stands on her own two feet. And sometimes that, like, leads her away from Butch for a while, and then they come back together. But I love her character journey of being like, no, if it doesn't feel right for me, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Um, And that all sort of starts from the fact that her brother finds her in the room with Butch. She has no hazmat suit on because she just runs in there because she's so worried about him. And her brother flips the fuck out, which I would too. I mean, it's a hazmat, you know, zone. Like, yeah. Obviously, that would be scary. But then later, he sees her bumping and grinding all up bumping on the Butch. Bumping and grinding. And he literally kicks her out right before dawn. Yeah. 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And she goes to the only place she knows, which is she goes to Wrath and begs them to take her in. But... I like her. I like her innocence when she saw that black come and she's like, I didn't know it'd be black. And he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so many jokes. So many good jokes. <laughs> um, yeah. So Marissa, I wasn't excited about. Um, Butch and Marissa are, are two characters that I wasn't very excited about before I read the book. And after I read the book, I'm still not like super excited about them. This for me is like a book you get through in mm-hmm. order to get to the better books. Okay. Um, but they do so much groundwork um, 
in this book. They lay so many foundations. This is where you really see uh, Blaylock and Quinn mm-hmm. come in. This is when, like, this is when they're really introduced. Yeah, John Zex. Matthew gets a lot more. John Matthew gets a ton, and and Zex comes in because yeah. she fucked Butch, yeah, and she liked it, yeah, you know, <laughs> and she liked it. My quote is actually about them, um, but you get to see more of her personality and. Honestly, I really paid attention when I read this book, and I realized that even though I've read this book probably three times before this, yeah. I did not pay attention to all of the little stuff. Okay, like, that has been my favorite part of rereading this for this podcast is that I actually take notes and look at all the things. I have like 55 million notes and highlighted sections because so much happens. So much. Like right now, I just wrote, in the meantime, we just got foreshadowing that Jane's going to appear in Lover Unbound because Wrath says, I feel like we need an in-house physician around here. And I was like, this bitch <laughs> knew what was happening in all these books. Yes. It's awesome. It's, it's it, so much fun to reread and like see all the little spider cracks and, it and makes how everything sense. threads together. It's so good. Yeah. And it makes sense because they're doing like there was, you know, domestic violence. And so they they wanted to have a physician on hand and they're putting in place like a whole system for uh, women to be able to leave their, you know, their partners mm-hmm. if they need to. Um, and they're. Their society is very much like well, they're all like four hundred years old. So it's, <laughs> yes, and really stuck in the past. They're yeah. trying to pass a motion to um, to get all of the women um, the seclusion. Seclusion. So ha- if you're unmated, you can't leave your house or do anything without basically. permission. Yeah, from like I don't know the man of the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really great. How how it's like that was like a moment that. for me. She gained a point when she squashed that. Yeah, and she was like, wait a minute. You know, I think she's been going along to get along for so long yeah. that she didn't even realize like, oh, no, I am actually the voting member of my house. Yeah. So later on, when when the vote's happening, she doesn't say anything. She lets them call out her brother's name and call yeah. for the vote. And then she's like, <coughs> wait a minute. Yeah. She's uh, like, pardon me. Sit down, physician. <laughs> sit you can have, ass You can have several seats. Down. Everyone <laughs> Shut, Shut up. up. <laughs> Perhaps you forgot since my father was alive during the last voting, but I am the elder. And I was like, slow, clapping, slow, clapping. You tell him what's up, girl. Uh, that was actually my quote. I was like, sit your ass sit down, your ass down. <laughs> Especially since he's such a dick to her that he's like, I'm yeah. no longer your brother from this moment on. And I was like, that is some cold-blooded nonsense especially since he was like i'm gonna kill for her honor whatever and then it really kind of shows that she's just like an object that he's taking care of not a sister not a human being yep just like an ego Mm -hmm. she's there for his ego and so i I think it really shows that and so when she tells him to have several seats i'm like yes (laughs) and it's it's interesting because he also does end up offering his services of the clinic to anyone who's at safe place yeah so she sets up a clinic at the Uncalled Safe Place for any female vampire and their young who are getting abused or beaten or have nowhere else to go. And he comes and he actually offers the clinic services for free to anyone who needs them. So it's weird because he's not a horrible person in the sense that he's a physician and he's willing to care for all these people for free and stuff. But he's also like such a priggish piece of shit <laughs> who's so stuck in this old way. Even when he sees her in pants, he's like, <laughs> you like different <laughs> yeah and i'm like yeah she looks dope as hell i'm sure because she's like the most beautiful person in the whole race yeah. um it, it just i also think he was like he shitty. i think he also felt bad about turning her out but didn't didn't have like all the words to really say that yeah too at the end so he's trying to find a little bit of redemption yeah in his 
it'll terrible be, behavior. Yeah, it'll be weird to see in the future books because I don't remember this at all if he ever like forgives her or she forgives him because I don't remember them ever having any sort of like you know amends. I don't, I don't either, but but it'll be interesting to see if that I, comes up. I I know that there's parts of this book that I literally just a million things gloss happening over. at once. I and and I. I had to start and stop this book so many times where I was like, wait, what just happened? Like in this book, there's a a, a scene that I really like where um, John Matthew um, hears like running upstairs and he mm. sees Zadis chasing <laughs> Bella and Bella running down and then Zadis swan diving off like yeah. the top floor yeah. and then dematerializing in front of Bella and whatever. And yeah. he has this whole moment. He's like, I want that. Yeah. Like I want, you know, to feel that way for someone and mm-hmm. he's prepubescent basically mm-hmm. at this moment. So nothing his body doesn't work like that now and he yeah. feels like so inadequate. It's just like, do you like to run Nala? And I was like, I will die. Yes, I, yes, do. I do. Chase me. Chase, chase me. me. Chase, chase me. me. Chase me. Chase me. Did you catch me? Chase me. Can you give me? So good. You know. So like I love that scene and it just showed me how many um setup things and like world building things that were happening that I just totally either I skipped through it because I was like, ah, blah, 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 blah. Or like, you know, especially when I'm skipping through like the lesser mm-hmm. <laughs> scenes and stuff that I missed all these little nuanced little things that really make the world a bit richer. I agree. Um, you know, and this book, actually, I was not looking forward to it. But after reading it, I was like, oh, my gosh, my world building is so much richer. This Black Dagger Brotherhood world is richer because there's so many things I did not retain I at agree. all. The first time I read this, I gave this book a four. And this time, spoiler, I gave it a five. And <laughs> the reason I gave it a five is I still think their romance maybe is a four, but I think the book as a whole is a five mm-hmm. because there is just like the yearning that Vicious feels for Butch and like for, for them and for their intimacy and, yeah. and like him questioning if he could ever feel that and if he could ever let someone in or have sex in like what he describes as a normal way, but in a like more vanilla way, if he could even like ejaculate that way. Um, and the their sort of best friendship and brotherhood, like when when Butch is getting inducted into the Black Dagger Brotherhood and he like tilts his chin up for V to like bite him and I was like, oh, I'll die. <laughs> 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 so hot. It was so hot. But also, and it's weird because oh. you know that the romance isn't theirs. Like right. if it's, the book's not about their romance, but there's so many of these. Like, but it's a. But it, weirdly, it is about it. it it's, it's about obviously Butch and Marissa, but it's about the three of them. Yeah, I think I think so too. But but it's like it's it's interesting because you're kind of waiting to see what is happening, especially because. There was so much I didn't retain from their yeah. their interaction, so it was almost like brand new for me. Mm-hmm. And did you want them to be a throuple? I don't know why. So every badly every book so that badly. I'm reading in this series, I keep thinking perfect throuple, perfect throuple. <laughs> Butch, Zex, John, Matthew. <laughs> also, I did not get the first time around that Zex was like basically hermaphroditic looking. Like, oh really? Yeah. So so I did know that she was much more uh, masculine and she had the short haircut or whatever. Uh-huh. But they really drill home that she is very much like a non-binary esque yeah, totally. person. Yeah. Um. And and my one my quote about her is about that where she's like, I don't have a dick. Basically, she does. She, yeah. she, he's looking at her and she's like, I don't have a dick, yeah. dude. You know, <laughs> like so. Um. But 
yeah, for that, I was like, ooh, this would be a threat. Well, I like this. I'm here for yes. this. Like, what's, you know, and Zex really liked Butch, and I never picked that up on the first go-round. I oh, mean, I remember that. I knew that she banged him, but I didn't know that she was, like, willing to go do it again. You willing know what I'm saying? Hit it, yeah. hit it twice. Hit it twice, you yeah. know? She didn't want to quit it yet. She wasn't ready to quit it. And when he told her she couldn't have it, she was like, what? <laughs> you know what I liked about Butch? That I, I knew he had good, like, good game in his talk game uh-huh. with all the brothers. But I totally forgot his dirty talk with Marissa. And for me, it felt so like illicit because in his mind, he's saying like the harder core stuff, but then to her, he's like toning it down. Cause he knows that she's like completely inexperienced. And so when he's like, are you wet? I was like, Ooh, <laughs> am I? Ooh, am I? <laughs> okay. And then when, when V is like, licking is uh asking marissa like would you take him into you and he's like yeah. kind of hypnotizing her i was like ah, uh, it's gonna happen <laughs> the thruple the thruple when he's licking her wrist and, and then, he's like oh. i stayed here too long but he's still licking he's her like, wrist lick- and looking at butch uh-huh oh man I yeah was like, hot damn i mean jr ward has been pushing the boundaries i don't know why there's not a thruple maybe one's coming i don't know if there ever will be because of the bonding thing Listen, she has – so for me, in general, this book was a reach, right? Like, a lot of the stuff that happens, I don't believe that she necessarily um, stuck to the rules of her world. And mm-hmm. I also think that there's just some stuff, even in the crazy world of Supernatural, that's just outlandish. Like what? Like, um, just the way Butch um, – he gets the finger in him and then oh. he becomes and an oh, he just happens to be a descendant of wrath. And then like these things are all too I actually thought that he was gonna be a vampire the first time I read this because of the bonding scent and stuff. Did and they talk about how overly aggressive he is for a human and like are you sure they keep asking him, Are you sure you don't have any weird stories? But then when when he talks about his childhood, how he's the only one his father beat and stuff, yeah. I was like, Well, clearly it's not your dad. So I always was like, Oh, well he I thought his dad was a full vampire, though. That's what I was thinking. Gotcha. But that he didn't have like, or like part vampire or something. So I just I, thought it was. I like, always thought that. I just thought it was convenient. I'm like, it is convenient. Like for he's sure. he's a human. I I wanted him to be left as a human. Mm. And even when he gets like the lesser in him or whatever, I'm like, and he starts fulfilling the prophecy that mm-hmm. they have. The destroyer. Like, I I like that. But the fact that he has to get turned and they do this whole thing for me, I was just kind of like, ah, that just seems like a whole lot. And then there was just some. Like little holes here and there that I I don't like because I'm a details person. I'm like, well, if you told me this, mm. then this doesn't make sense and and whatnot. Um, and I can't remember all of what them. What did you think but- about the lesser who was so excited to find him? Oh, to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, mean, I actually thought that was one of the saddest. I moments thought that was so sad. Of the so book. this, oh, the whole book is the four lesser trying to find. He thinks this other guy he found and and made into a lesser is going to be the destroyer who is going to be the only person who can actually give him oblivion instead of sending him back to the Omega to be tortured for eternity. And it turns out to be Butch. And when he finally realizes that he like just sacrifices himself and walks up and he's crying and he's like, thank you. And Butch can't do it. Yeah. And so they stab him and send him back to the Omega. And I was like, oh, and he's like, you, please don't send me back. Poor dude. I was like, you worked so hard for this. Oh. And then it didn't work for you for some reason. But he was, um, he was Van? He was the four lesser. No, not Van, Mr. X. Oh, it was Mr. X. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I felt so bad for him because I, I was like, you poor thing. Even though you're a lesser and you're bad, but you poor thing. You yeah. worked so hard. You wanted oblivion. You just wanted to feel. You don't want to kill people no more. You don't more. want to kill people no more. You just wanted to be oblivion. And and the thing is, the lessers actually didn't 
really have a choice in becoming lessers. They didn't really know that's what they were becoming before mm-hmm. they became that. Mm-hmm. They were like, it was like joining a cult and they mm-hmm. promised you, you know, the Kool-Aid and then you... Yeah, and then, <laughs> then you realize that like, oh, it was this, not Kool-Aid. This is, I wanted the purple stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is not yeah. This is not the purple stuff. Totally. <laughs> you know, so it makes sense where he's like, look, I, this is not what I signed up for. Like, I... I got to get out of here, you know. And so that was actually one of one of the saddest scenes of the book. I was like, oh, and he's like, please don't send me back. And they're like, yeah, we got to we got to stab you, bro. We got to stab you, bro. Gotta stab you. <laughs> All right. After this, we'll be coming back and we'll get into a little bit of BDSM talk as well as a little bit of Marissa standing up for herself. You do it, girl. Hello, best friends. Thank you for being loyal listeners of Romance at a Glance. We're so happy to have you. If you'd like to support us further, head over to Patreon, where you can become one of our patrons. We've got a lot of great perks, such as merch and a super secret discussion group, where Bridget and I talk to you directly about all things romance and all things nasty. So come on over. And now, back to our show. Well, hello back, dear listeners. Shani, I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire thoughts about some subplots. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Vicious. This is the first time that we've ever had anyone come upon him in the midst of his BDSM. Mm -hmm. Butch asked him about it, and he says, it's all about consent, and I don't cross the line. Thoughts? I thought, yes. First of all, I was really excited to um, get this point in the book, and I love that he says consent and not crossing the line, because if we both agree to it, then spank that ass. You know yes, what I'm I totally agree. Okay, what are your thoughts about Fritz? Who the hell's Fritz? They're Dogen. Oh yeah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I love Fritz. Fritz is like my favorite that's character that's of this whole series. I want everyone to know that I'm actually serious. I think he's first of all, he's the glue that holds everyone together. And I think he's the sweetest thing in the entire world. And anytime anyone gives him any praise, like the way she describes how he's like just beaming because he's so happy to have helped them. I fucking love Fritz. How dare you? <laughs> so, so when you say it like that, I'm like, oh yeah, Fritz, but I just think of him as the dogan in my mind. Oh like, he God. doesn't have a name. See, that's how I read books sometimes. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about Marissa and her bonfire of clothing in the backyard? So, absolutely, I was like, this is kind of like an Angela Bassett moment, you know, like, where she, like, sets her dude's, like, car on fire and stuff, and she's starting a new life. So, when she set all of that shit on fire, almost burned herself up in the process. I was like, yes, girl, you burn that shit. You burn that shit now. I had the exact opposite. I was like, that is a lot of money, you rich piece of shit. <laughs> Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of clothes. I was like, only a rich lady would do that. <laughs> I mean, low that key. is crazy. You are crazy. I was so mad. I mean, low key. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, I've had those moments where I go in my closet and I'm like, there's nothing I want to wear. Or when I gained a lot of weight or lost a lot of weight really quickly and put things on, and it was like, not it was weird in your own body. So I kind of understood when she was like, I can't wear this. I wore this here. And I can't wear this. I wore this here. God damn it. I'm burning all this shit to the ground. <laughs> yeah, but all your stuff maybe cost like a thousand dollars. Barely. Maybe. I have stuff from middle school still. <laughs> I was like, if you had hundreds of thousands of dollars and burn stuff instead of just like selling it or donating it or something, I'd be mad at you. Yeah. Anyways, she did almost burn herself down, which was funny. She did. And then Butch was like, I'm inadequate because I could not save her. And I was like, dude, I'm going to need you to chill. (laughs) Anyways, hit me. Okay. Wrath is the king. Okay? I love him in this book because he does a few things. Mm -hmm. But my favorite of which was when John Matthew whooped Lash's ass and left him a bloody pulp. Yes. 
Great Wrath moment. was just like, I am the king. You better get in line. And then afterwards, he just holds him at when John Matthew breaks down. I know. It was the cutest and sweetest thing. It was like it was like going from like this real strong like alpha male to like really strong emotional like male. And so first off, when he like he, John Matthew describes it as being like flying off of Lash, like being completely like <laughs> airlifted. So so you're like Wrath is so strong, man. Yeah. It's just and he was just like holding him while he was fighting and scratching and biting and and whatever. And then he bit Wrath and Wrath was like, "Well, hell no, not on my watch." <laughs> and then he pins him. <laughs> totally. And then he hit him with the your dad will be so ashamed of you right now. Oh. And I was like, "Oh, oh. no, Wrath, come on, man. Oh god. Oh. Don't do it, man. Take the knife and And John Matthews just, I mean, I, I, my dad has said that to me and I just broke down. And I, when he said that, I was like, oh, God. Oh, the disappointment is way worse than the anger. Yes. Disappointment kills. Kills. So anyway, I I thought, I was like, yes. I really loved Wrath in this book. He did a few things that I was just like, yes. Yeah. I liked him more in this book than I did in his book. Yes. Actually, now that he's like embracing the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, I also was really happy that Matt, John Matthew did get a happy moment in this book because he's been dealt some shitty cards lately. Yeah. When he gets to see chosen Layla and she's just like, do you want to inspect me? And drops her whole robe and he's just like, wait till I tell Blay and Quinn. <laughs> that is the greatest moment when he's like, yo, I got to tell my boys. <laughs> he's not even like, wow, I get to have sex with her. Oh, I'm going to drink from her. He's just like, wait till I tell my friends. I love that. I love him so much. I do too. And I... I I really, I think if this book starts the angst for when, like, you want him to get his partner. When he's like, I really long for a partner of my own. And you're just like, yes, yes. And it starts, now is when I start building that angst. I'm like, oh, when's his book coming? Um, so Marissa and Butch, let's go back to them. It is their book after all. Fine. So they are actually going to have sex mm-hmm. for real this time. They mm-hmm. they put the P in the V mm-hmm. one time, broke mm-hmm. the hymen and stopped, which yeah. I was like, rude. rude. And then this is the time they actually have sex. Yeah. And she's like, is something happening? He's like, oh, I think something's happening. And I was like, going to pound Going to pound <laughs> But then she's like trying to like, you know, like grab onto his penis and, and get into it. And he's like, let me see you through this. And I immediately was like, ew. because for me the best part is when they're into it yeah you saying let me see you through this feels like i'm the only one there yeah and i don't like that well i didn't like it because oh for the same reason you're saying except like for me marissa in this whole book is trying to have her own agency she's trying to be her own person everybody has controlled everything for her at every time has treated her like a helpless damsel like she's not capable of anything and so she's trying to break out of that and get her own power and at every turn it seems like somebody's trying to take it from her and i'm like girl come on tell them to step off (laughs) this is my dick i'm getting on this i'm getting i'm gonna ride this the way i want to ride it if i want to ride it slow if i want to ride it fast if i want (laughs) to ride it up and down up and down up and down side 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 (laughs) like i just wanted her to be like nah 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 I got this. <laughs> uh, I totally agree with you. And that is why the culmination, I think, of her thing for me was when she like shut her brother down and was like, sit down. She didn't even call him Havers. She's like, physician. Physician. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, 
what a slap in yeah. front of the face of everyone. And I love that Revenge is sitting next to her and he's just like hysterically laughing. And he's like, <laughs> yes, do it. I feel like Revenge is for the anarchy of anything and everything. Totally. So when she does that, he's just like, oh shit, I'm about to watch this go down. Yeah. And and when Revenge feeds her at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and Butch is like, not you, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> You fed her. <laughs> and Revenge is like, oh, okay, I'll give him a pass on this one. <laughs> He's all disappointed, too. He's like, oh, you're the one she's oh, in love with? Really? That's like when your, your dude leaves you for an ugly chick, and you're like, really? That's yeah. what you... Oh, man. Like, yeah. you could totally see that. But Revenge, for me, wins in this book. Like, like I didn't... So... To be really honest, I don't care about Butch and Marissa's story all that much. Like, out of 10, maybe like a two. (laughs) But everybody else in this book makes this book for me. Like, revenge in this book... The fact that Revenge is like wants Marissa and he's he tells her, he's like, no, I want you. Yeah. No, I'm capable of having sex. Oh, yeah. And then he puts the fantasy in her mind. Ooh. And I was like, yo, if a fool could put a fantasy in my mind. And then act it out. And then act it out. I would literally spontaneously combust. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. I spin in circles. I mean, what is happening? I would die of happiness. <laughs> like, of orgasms. He, he did everything for me. He was like. No, I want you. And at every turn, even though she's like, oh, I have another person. He was like, I'll let you go, but I'm still going to come. Like, I'm yeah. still after you. I still want you. Yeah. You know. Until you tell me to leave you alone, I'm going to make, I'm not going to pressure you, but I'm going to make my wishes known. No, exactly. And he didn't. He didn't pressure her. And every time she was like, I got to leave, he's like, I understand. But also, until you put the kibosh on this, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still in the game. Yeah. And I, so I, I was in love with the revenge in this book. I was like, I want to know more. Yes. And I really liked that we got some more clarity on him and sex's relationship and that they're like how much they need each other. And she's like, you can't get mated. I need you. And he's like, well, you can't get mated either. Cause you're the only female I can feed from. So I need you too. <laughs> and, but they're like not at all sexual towards each other. Yeah. Cause it seems like the obvious solution to a problem of you two being sort of the only half breeds, you know, is to be half breeds together and in love. And they're completely not in that at all. At all. Like it is just like, like true, like I'll watch your back, you watch mine type of relationship. It almost feels like like a siblinghood to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, but I really liked them. I love her. I'm excited that in future books I get to revisit her story more and more. Yes. Um, who else got introduced in the? Oh no, that was not in this book. Who? Oh, the the Moors were very briefly mentioned. Were they? Yeah, super briefly. Like they uh-huh. were watching the door, and I was like, "Ooh, the Moors! What's a Moor?" Because I think the cool thing about the world building, like you mentioned, is like getting so so intricate. And so now we know, you know, there's humans, there's vampires, there's sympaths. Now we know there's Moors because they don't describe them as like that's their name. It's like that's like what they are. Yeah. So I'm like, there's more things. <laughs> there's wow. More, more. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about his uh, entering into the Black Dugger Brotherhood and that ceremony. I love the way she describes the ceremonies and the way, like the gravitas that it feels. Like yeah. when I'm reading it, I'm there. I'm, I realize the intensity and how everyone's usually like, like, she always says popping off, how everyone's always like cracking jokes at each other, but they're very silent and and everyone is very like in it. Like yeah. Their energy is in it and he could like feel all the brothers before him in the chamber. Uh, 
And I also like that it was like fairly savage. Yeah. Why don't you describe it to the people? I mean, I I like that every ceremony is fairly savage from like carving your Shellen's name into your back. Insulting it. Insulting it. You know, um, from like all of them having to like cut their hands or whatever and or their wrists and then the blood drains over the The stones into the chalice. Like that to me is like, oh, we're in this. That's like, you know, people say. Like, oh, um, you're getting married and you're like, till death do us part. And then like, a year later, you're divorced. It's yeah. like, these... If you carved his if fucking you name in your back, <laughs> you ain't getting divorced. <laughs> not going away. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you have to really want it to get in. It's like jumping you to get yeah. in and jumping you to get out. Yeah. You know? So I like that. My practical brain is a little bit like, there's only like five brothers at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everybody else has been killed or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like... If there were 20 brothers, would 20 of them have to have bled into this yeah. cup, you know? And I'm like, how much blood would he be drinking well, at that not point? Not to mention the punches, man. <laughs> yes. With that barbed thing. That sounds fucking Yo, terrible. Like, and the and, bites. like When she described, like, the blood just dripping down, like, his chest and yeah. stuff, I was just like, yo, this is... Well, that was from the neck wounds. So, let me describe... No, from me... the punches, I mean, from, when, oh, yeah. from the barbed punches. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you got to really want it. Yeah, I mean, they... Each guy gets to literally bite you and then punch you as hard as he can with a barbed glove and then you have to drink all their blood yeah and survive that without making any noise i liked vicious's though because vicious was last obs for mm-hmm. drama and he went up to him and she described how butch like grabs onto his waist and brings them like they're both naked like skin to skin and tilts his chin back like in an invitation and i was just like Oh, boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also really like the way she described it as, like, a possibility that will never be explored. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a beautiful way to to describe it. Because really, in another alternate reality, like, they could have been lovers and together. Which is... But it just wasn't to be in this one. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because they have a thing, but they never... She never really talks about them either being gay or bi or having any other attraction to men in other, in any other capacity besides this friendship. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that because it kind of lends itself to this idea that people are just souls and not genders mm. specifically. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I really like your soul. Like, I want to be with you because I just. Yeah, I'm in love with you. I'm in love your with you. gender is not really relevant. To yeah. Me. You know, and so I I like that a lot about it. It's yeah. never really addressed, you know, like we always are under the assumption that everybody is straight or always wanting the opposite gender or whatever. But I like the idea of like, no, people are just souls and you just are attracted to whatever soul you're attracted to. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think they're so beautiful. I, I love, love it. And then like, it's weird because you kind of want that to be explored, but you're like, now will that break up the, the, the world or, or thruple Thruple. (laughs) that's the next line in my notes or it could be a thruple (laughs) i'm very excited that the next book of the black dagger brotherhood is lover unbound which is vicious's story and i am viciously excited yes (laughs) pun intended all right let's talk about our heroine what was your rating what'd you give her how many peach booties Uh, so I gave her, I wanted to give her three, but I gave her four. Okay, tell me Because why. she earned back that, like, extra peach when she stood up to Havers later on. And for me, it was, like, the culmination of this book where the whole time I'm like, Marissa, come on. I want to, like, shake her. 
And at that moment, it was like, yes, girl, say it, girl, get it, girl, you know? Um, so I gave her a four. I thought she earned it. But she didn't earn a five from me because I was just, I needed her to get there a little bit sooner. And, like, some of the fits or, or places where she chose to make a stand, I was like, this this is where you're going to make your stand. This is where you're going to, this is what you're going to die on. Ah, okay. I gave her a five because I really liked that she grew so much. Like, I feel like a lot of characters don't change that much. Yeah. And I, I gave her five just because like she really did evolve as a character throughout the book. And yes, she made, as you said, obvious missteps. And she even says like, Oh shit. Now I sound like my brother. Damn it. <laughs> um, and the, the other Sheelans come and talk to her and, and sort of coach her through like, yes, it is scary when they go fight, but they're careful and they know that we need them and that we love them. And so they always come back to us and, and make sure that they're not doing anything risky or stupid. And um, so I liked that she had that arc. Yeah. I, was, I was a big fan of the arc. I think that arc is what, for me, makes this book doable. Because mm-hmm. I could easily have skipped over their story. Okay. <laughs> well, you've already you said a really little feel. bit about Butch. Tell, you tell, really me, tell me how you really feel about Butch. <laughs> Me. So I wrote bitch butch. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. In general, when Bush was first um, brought up into the books, I liked him. Yeah. I thought he, he, I also thought like his character drove the story in a, a in a cool way. Um, but in this book, I felt like, you know, making him a brother and, and him having a distant relative to wrath. And then his romance with Marissa, where he keeps, Really what drove me crazy and why I called him Bitch Butch is that he kept being like, no, 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 I'm doing this to save you. I can't, like, I want to be with you, Marissa. I, I can't be with you, Marissa. I want to be with you. I can't protect you. I, I don't want to be. I'm like, dude, my dude, she has rejection issues already. Like, she's here trying to build her self-confidence. And every time you, the person who's supposed to love her the most, is tearing it down. I was like, I, I'm not here for this. Like, mm-hmm. he lost a lot of, for me, a lot of his credibility in that uh, in that kind of dynamic. He gained it back a little bit when he talks about his childhood and how he grew up. And I'm like, okay, now I can understand why he's a little bit of a bitch. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I needed him, like, I, I needed a little less of that back and forth, back and forth. Just don't... So what was your score? Oh, yeah, I didn't give a score. So I gave him a three. <laughs> okay. I gave him a solid three. I'm going to tell you why I gave him a five. I knew you gave him a five. Of course. One, you, you know love I love the dirty top. Yeah. You know I love dirty top. His dirty top. top was good. His it dirty top was very good. It took them forever to get it to the good stuff. It took them forever to get to the good fucking like JR, but, come on. But I like the dirty talking. Yeah. I love him and Vicious, which is not necessarily his hero rating with Marissa, but I think in this book it counts. Okay. Because that relationship is so good. And I liked that. He explained like he wanted to be a vampire to be with her and be like his blood to be enough and stuff, but that he also had outside factors in the same way that she wanted to like stand on her own two feet and started safe place. Like she started that like separately from him, not Mm -hmm. because of something he said, like that was her own agency. And I liked that they had they both had their own agency. And then I'm just also rereading it, kind of intrigued by how the whole destroyer prophecy was happening and i liked how that was all going so i gave him a five mm, like 80 percent because of the dirty talking and me though <laughs> i have to be honest well our ratings i feel like are generally arbitrary you get to rate however you want i rate. know i do 
<laughs> I know I do. All right. Well, I already know because you don't like him that much, but yeah. McDreamy to McSteamy, what do you got for me? <laughs> McAnnoying. <laughs> <laughs> I said he was a McDreamy with so-so steam in the hood. <laughs> I do think, yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. Like, if you didn't annoy me so much, I think their their sex scenes were vanilla, but but definitely very steamy. Yes, definitely vanilla. Uh, this is one of the reasons, this is my favorite line in the book. Obviously, I have two. Actually, I have three. Just kidding. I looked at my list. And I'll tell you them, Sean. <laughs> tell me. Tell me, uh, tell me everything. Okay. God, there was power in sex. And right now, she had it all. He was defenseless, exposed just as she'd been the night before. She loved this. And that was Marissa the first time seeing Butch naked and having her wicked way with him. And Ooh. I was like, that's how I feel. I always feel like you have so much power in sex and it's so fun to feel that like thrill. Like they're at my mercy. I could do whatever I want to them. I love that. I was here for it. You kinky, man. I, I, I try. <laughs> what, what you got? Okay, I got, well, I only have two, but here's one. Um, Butch says this. He says, just once, I wish I was enough for you. Just once. And that mm. that was like, that got me in my feels a little bit. That got me. You know, and because when he talks about his family not liking him and then her being just, she's a socialite. So she's way above his like station mm-hmm. at all. So he's just trying desperately yeah. to be even anything close to what she deserves. And so that was kind of his only saving grace for me when he would get annoying is that like he wants to be deserving of her. I thought it was kind of ironic that they both don't feel like they're enough. Yeah. Uh, even though they're both great and love each other. They had some communication issues, especially in the first half of the book. And I was like, just talk to each other. Let's solve these problems. <laughs> like and the, then they did. And I was yeah. like, oh, there we go. Yeah. Like, I, I like that they didn't drag on the like, oh, you came to see me. And yeah, they you solved rejected that me really quickly. And Real I was quick. like, thank God they didn't. And he's like, I'm so out. into you. And she's like, I'm so into you. And they're like, hooray. Hooray. Want to get naked? Let's make out. <laughs> I was like, that's my response. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my second one was, you may sit down, physician. I was like, snaps, 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 snaps. My second one was um, for Zex and Butch. Um, she has she told him that her name was Sympathy. She not get, she doesn't tell him her name, so she's like, just you know, pretend my name is Sympathy. And then uh, he says he looks at her. And he's like, you happen to have two heads, Sympathy? And she's like, no, and I'm not a she male either. Yours isn't the only sex that can be strong. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, thank you. I I am uh I am swatting away your your gender standards, your gender norms, your toxic masculinity. Your toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. you know. So uh that was my my other quote that I really liked. But again, that was like about Zach. I was man, I four. loved all the side characters. Yeah, in this I, book. I'm telling you, that's why the originally I gave this a four because I was more focused on them, but I gave it a five on Pawn second reading because of like just the world building, all those extra, yeah. all those scenes. There's so, I mean, These look at how are, long this podcast is going to be. We have so many things. So going many on. things. <laughs> and like, but I'm so excited because without this book, I wouldn't really get to enjoy Zex and John Matthews' book as much. And that angst and everything. Vicious's that's building, book wouldn't Vicious's make sense book, at all. At all. And I love Vicious. I, I love, love the next books. You guys, tune in next week. Please subscribe. You have, we are, as you can tell, sometimes we do not agree. On the characters, which I think is wonderful. But next week, it's going to be fives all around. Yeah. Five, 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 five. <laughs> Spoiler. Is somebody, five, 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 five. somebody getting beat. It's a yeah. five. It's a five. It's a five. <laughs> what? What's happening? It's a five. Um, all right. Well, to sign off, I'll sign off with a V quote. Your flesh, V breathed. 
Then he paused as if asking for something. Without thinking, Butch tilted his chin up, aware that he was offering himself, aware that he, oh, fuck. I was like, oh my goodness. What a great one. Did you have a good review? Anyone review this book? Would you like? Um, I did have a good review, but I think I'll let you do yours. I think what I've said is kind of summed up this review. Okay. Um, well, color me surprised. I wasn't too fussed on reading Butch's book. After all, he was just a cop and Marissa had come across as rather bland, although I did feel for what she went through. Then I started and couldn't put it down and ended up absolutely falling hook, line, and sinker for Butch. He's definitely my favorite so far. Loved him. His snark, dry humor, loyalty, and commitment to his new brothers reeled me in. That was from Bev from Goodreads. Five stars. Bev, five stars. Yeah. But I, I thought it was true because like, I, I agree. I thought Marissa seemed kind of bland. I wasn't super stoked for this one, but I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I was going to. And I agree. You do have to read it because these books are not at all designed to be read out of order. Um, Technically, you could just pick one up and read, but I don't think you any of the relationships are as deep if you don't get the the books and books and books before like especially some of the later people when you've met them you've already spent i mean john matthew by the time he gets a book it's like you're 10 books in with him and you're like for the love of pete just give the kid a book (laughs) i mean i think that there's no way you could pick it up and read one out of order because what's a sympath like yeah what's you know she doesn't go back and re-explain she doesn't which i love thank you thank you you know um and so you have to read it in order. So essentially this book for me is like kind of, um, you know, I, if I were to go see a movie, I, I would say like, I'll sit through a five hour movie if you tell this whole story of a book, yeah. you know, this is kind of like that. This is like sitting through a five hour movie so I can get all of the details all the juice. before I can get to the one that I really want. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like at least that usually in her series, there's only one building book before a really good one. Mm-hmm. Like later on, Later in the series, like they get real meh for me. But these yeah, earlier, once you get past book, I think Zach. I think Blaylock. After Blaylock, Quinn, Quinn, and, and Blaylock's Spoilers. book, I was after that. I was like, "What is happening in here? I don't know these characters at all. Who well, are these people?" <laughs> that's I think the the like the that's my problem with it is again like by the time we get to Blaylock and Quinn, I was fucking jonesing. Yeah, I read that book in a night. I was like, I refuse to sleep. I must know what happens. They must be together and be happy. Um, and then you go and read those like the younger trainees and stuff. And I was like, yeah. some of them are good stories, but I'm like, I just don't care enough about them. No, I didn't either. Okay, but let me let me actually read my review. Okay, okay, okay. So this is actually I picked a review from the same person I picked from one before. Huh. Um, you should comment back and tell them you picked them. I, I don't think it lets you. It just lets you say if it was useful or not, like click a mm. button. So it's, it's a bummer. But her name is Wendy, and she has the same icon with like a hula hooping uh, woman on Audible. Mm-hmm. And it says, hmm, screech. Right? That's the title. <laughs> My least favorite of the series, but still a worthy listen. My main issue with the book is that up until now, the world Ward has created and the laws within that world have been established. This book seems to stretch those laws a lot. I mean, we're reading fiction, so not everything needs to be plausible in real life. But in the world of the books, this book forces the reader to be flexible with what the author wants us to believe. I get why she did it, but this is where I have to let it go and give the author authority over her own story. That was in parentheses, that little last part. Having said that, good book. I love, love, love the interaction between Beth and Marissa. So nice to see an author who doesn't make the female characters either man-hating BFFs or so catty you want to kill them both. 
<laughs> Ward's women are beautifully written with true wisdom and strength of character. Both Butch and Marissa are learning how to be who they really are. And like most people, they screw it up along the way. They have a slow start, then fumble the ball a lot. They struggle to understand each other. The first time they have sex, well, this book is more human, which in itself made it an interesting read compared to the first three books. And of course, as we move through the series, the plot thickens and the big bad is getting bigger and badder. I can't wait to get into V's story. Um, so there's one aspect of the book that drove me crazy, which is like what she's talking about in terms of um, the laws of your world, mm -hmm. which is when um, when they have changed Butch, they now um, Marissa has to feed him. And then Bella has to feed him and they're holding Wrath back because he's like, oh, my God, like, I can't watch this go down. But they just told us in just like in the previous chapters that there's a whole chosen that are waiting around to feed the brothers. Like if you need to be f to, oh, why, to did, feed, why didn't they have a uh, why didn't they a have chosen a chosen there? And they said they can get them there instantly because they can dematerialize which they do in and out of the house at all times. And the scribe virgin is there watching this whole thing go down and she rules the chosen. So where were they? Why did, why did Bella sense. have to feed anyone? You know what I mean? And why, mean, didn't why did Wrath the Beth king have to feed him? Yeah. And then I was like, why is Wrath letting this go down when he's like, you got to hold me back. I was like, bitch, call the chosen. What is happening here? Well, cause they thought Marissa would be enough. Yes. But they also said, that they could get a chosen there in an instant. Well, because Marissa doesn't want anyone else to feed him either, theoretically. Theoretically. I agree with you. I agree with you. you know I am saying they did not expect it, but they probably should have had a stand-in. They, stand they should by. have had a stand-by. You know what I'm saying? But they've never done To be fair, Bella, though, they've never done it before. No. So when, when all of them come out of their transitions, they only feed off one person. So I guess maybe they couldn't have expected that he would need two. Maybe. Except, I mean... I thought about that, but Marissa was still weak from not having not fed for right. real for whatever. And they talk about her still being weak right? and whatever. So, and then they bring Bella to I the room. I think you just need to, ex it's no, no, Beth. The, the, it's Beth. Sorry, why, why do I keep saying Bella? <laughs> sorry, Beth. So they they bring Beth to the room. I get your argument. On the scribe virgin. Vir I get your <laughs> argument. I think it's a sound argument. I'm just saying you have to just accept that these characters were dumb and they didn't think about it. I know, but the scribe virgin actually asked for Beth to come to the room. Yeah. And they're like, oh, maybe she foresaw. In the book, they're like, she, she foresaw did. that this was going to happen. But if she foresaw it, why didn't she pull in a couple chosen? He wasn't, I don't know, because she's a scribe version. As we find out in later and books, the bitch has her own agenda. Machinations she going does have on. her own agenda. But, and you can't fight God either. So you're like, if the scribe version said well, it. Well, they literally can't like, question her. So, yeah. so it's, it, you know, it I think you just need to just, crazy. I think you need to just accept Ugh. that they were dumb. They didn't know it was going to happen. Damn you, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> don't throw logic in your don't face. <laughs> All right. Well, Obviously, the book that we're going to recommend is Lover Unbound, Vicious's mm -hmm. book, next book in the series. Or you could start at the beginning if you've never started The Black Dagger Brotherhood. Would you think that this book is worth a read? Yes. Absolutely, it's worth a read. You got to, if you want to stay in the world. It's, you you, you got to do gotta, the work. You got to put in the work. Got to put it in time. Put yeah. in the work. All right. Okay, dear listeners, until then, may your books be your lover. And your hand your best friend. Yowzas. <laughs> I like that you did the yeah. <laughs> you always do it and I'm always jelly. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.